Good afternoon. This is your evangelist, Reverend Vern Collier, coming to you with Strike Fire Ministries on uh, Monday afternoon on the uh, 20th, first day of spring in March at um, a little bit after three o'clock in the afternoon. Had a little trouble getting on here this afternoon, but here goes nothing. Uh, we're going to have a, a quite a, a, a range of uh, material to give you in a few minutes here. Uh, it's all on the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've been doing some reading by James Stewart uh, in the, on a book, uh, Evan Roberts, uh, The Invasion of Wales, and uh, James Stewart uh, in the revivals uh, that he conducted. Uh, he wrote a book called Heaven's uh, Throne Gift, and, and he wrote another book about um, his uh, ministry from ages uh, 14 until he passed away in, I think, about 1975. And then I wrote a, read a paper from Herald of His Coming um, in January and February that had to do with nothing but uh, revival. And that's a hard word to say today because a lot of churches don't use the word anymore uh, or they don't even like to use the word Holy Spirit. Now, I found a lot of information biblically. Uh, and uh, if you want to question me, I believe that I have the mind of Christ in this because I don't know why um, they're afraid of the Holy Spirit or saying the Holy Spirit. They say they want the Holy Spirit to have control. Uh, but when it comes down to it. There is um, no control. The Holy Spirit couldn't move if he wanted to. Uh, there's a story I found in um, James Stewart's book on heaven's throne gift about this um, man who was a miner. In the olden days, the way they got coal out, uh, in fact, I'll read the article to you. It's a little illustration. An old Brimble miner who was transformed during a re revival in Wales in 1859 said, when I was a boy, we dug out coal with chisels. After that came dynamite. With this, we mine a much bigger quality of coal. Till this week, I've been nothing but chisel work in our churches, but now there is God's dynamite at work. Only when we witness in the power of the Spirit can the gospel be the power of dynamite, God uh, unto salvation, Romans 1.16. With what drudgery, plan, and scheme, and work to try to bring men to Christ, all because we ignore the Spirit's ministry. There is too much chisel work in our church today. Thus it is what the paraclete meets our need for spiritual power is witnessing. The Spirit breathes upon the word and brings the truth to light. Just one of the little bits of information that I will give you uh, this afternoon uh, about the move of the Holy Spirit. The churches are just chiseling away, trying to get revival, man scheming this, man scheming that, call in a speaker, do a lot of advertising, uh, spend a lot of money, rent a building, um, let them know what time they're going to be there and what time the meetings are, what days they are what songs we're going to sing, everything is all planned and schemed and set up by man in the flesh, and the Holy Spirit couldn't move if he wanted to. Um, that's where I'm coming from. I'm just at the point that I think there's too many churches that um, uh, are afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to move. I also have been reading a book um, that I read years ago by um, Jim Simbella, Fresh Wind, Fresh Wire, Fire. Uh, and here's just a little excerpt on page uh, 117. When G. Campbell Morgan, other distinguished churchmen, came from London to serve the revival, they could not get into the building. 
They were reduced to peering on over people's heads in the vestibule. Did they hear Roberts calling for a march to high places of the Welch Mounts? In fact, the opposite. Roberts was often heard to pray, Lower, Lord, take us lower. He would fall on his knees and begin to groan out intercession for Wales following the biblical pattern of humbling himself in prayer. James 4, 9, 10, and 1 Peter 5, 6. Uh, there was also a wave of bankruptcies in Wales during these times, um, and that had to do with, with the taverns closing up. Another excerpt from uh, page 135. These days we're gathering are so tightly programmed that God couldn't break if he wanted to. During times of worship, many churches, the schedule of songs and hymns is so rigid that nothing, not even God's spirit, can interrupt. The worship leaders have musical key changes memorized and everything. And if God could lead the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness, can he lead us through one meeting, one praise and worship time without a lineup, a basic sign of revivals that, that the wind is allowed to blow where it will. We don't need auto technicians and worship programmers. We need God. He is not looking for smart people because he's the smart one. All he wants are simple people enough to trust him. So it's allowing God's Holy Spirit to have his way. Uh, and, and that's where we're at. I found this one today as I was doing some reading also. Charles Finney, the lawyer uh, turned evangelist, once said that as long as the audience kept looking at him when he preached, he knew he was failing. Only when their heads began to drop in deep conviction of sin did he know that God was working alongside him, producing a, a heart change inside. The word of sound doctrine alone was not enough. In fact, revivals had never been dominated by eloquent or clever preaching. If you had timed the meeting for the stopwatch, you would have found far more minutes given to prayer, weeping, and repentance than to servant. In the prayer meeting revival of 1857-59, there was virtually no preaching at, pre preaching at all, yet apparently produced the greatest harvest of spiritual awakening in American history. Estimates run and a million converts across the United States out of a national population at that time, only 30 million. This would be proportionate to 9 million Americans today falling on their knees in repentance. And then earlier this morning also, this was quite um, an awakening when I, when I read this this morning. Um, and I highlighted in, in the book, um, it's on page 135, the same book, Jim Cimbella, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. As Paul said, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life, 2 Corinthians 3, 6. If the Holy Spirit is not given an opening among us, if his work is not welcome, we're afraid of what he might do. We leave ourselves with nothing but death. Granted, extremists have done fanatical things in the name of the Holy Spirit, that have frightened many sincere Christians away. Kaitic meetings with silly things going on, lack of reverence for God has driven many to prefer a quiet, orderly lecture. But this is just another attack to the enemy to make us throw out the baby with the bathwater. Satan's tendency is always to push toward one extreme or the other, deadness or fanaticism. Gordon D. Fee, a New Testament scholar whose heritage is Pentecostal, is said about corporate worship, we really should have this incredible sense of unworthiness. I really don't belong here. Coupled with the opposing sense of real joy, it's all of grace, so I do belong here. What bothers me 
about some within the Pentecostal and charismatic tradition is joy without reverence, without awe. But in too many mainstream evangelical churches, uh, fee adds, there's uh, neither reverence nor joy. We must not succumb to the fear of the Holy Spirit. The old saying is true. If you have only the word, you dry up. If you have only the spirit, you blow up. But if you're both, you grow up. You see, William Law bluntly declared that the church of the day was in the same apostasy characterized by the Jewish nation. The Jews refused him, who was the substance and the filling of all that was taught in the law and the prophets. The Christian church in a fallen state for the same rejection of the Holy Spirit. He said further that just as the Jews refused Jesus and quoted scripture to prove their point, so church leaders today reject the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit, the name of sound doctrine. What would the Englishman William Law say if he were alive today? Friends, Holy Spirit is a gentleman. I'm at the point, this is my third time around, where I've kind of been attacked a little bit with my stand on the movement of the Holy Spirit. I'm not a fanatical Pentecostal. I'm moderate, and you can laugh at that if you want to. I just don't go for all the craziness. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Um, Jesus even prayed to the Father in, his, in John 14 that he would send another comforter. Acts 2, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not here in the flesh. He sent his Spirit. They that walk in the Spirit live in the Spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So I find myself almost without words of blasphemous things that are done with revival, with the Holy Spirit, and say it's revival when it's just talk and there's no action and again it's not the fanatical crazy stuff just people on their knees confessing repenting and you know revival is for the church re means again evangelistic work will take place after the church wakes up and stirs itself and is quickened refreshed renewed get back to that first love you know, every letter that was written to the seven churches in the Old Test or the New Testament said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now I say to you today, the Spirit is trying desperately to get into our churches where the congregation has the opportunity to testify. To witness. Pray. I mean, really pray. Not just a five-minute prayer at the end of a Bible study on Wednesday nights. But really pray. For God to move. For God to change my life. For God to change your life. Uh, those of us who are believers. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and will heal their land. Now, this is just a start for me on the Holy Spirit. I have probably three books and one Herald of His Coming paper that is just stacked with information biblically, biblically, about allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. And if you could read that book, The Invasion of Wales, by James A. Stewart, um, and, and it's not, information in there is, is golden, but it's to show you what happens when God's people get serious. And we've tried for, I've been here in New York now for 30 years. And we have tried and other observations where I've been pastoring three churches that we've tried everything. And even say we had revival, but nothing happened, nothing changed. We need to see results. We need to see a real revival with real results where the church, the church, it's time for judgment to begin at the house of God. We want revival, and it's not numbers in our churches. It's not money in our churches. It's not big buildings in our churches. It's serious people, God's people, the church, confessing, repenting, ask for the Holy Spirit to Fill them afresh and anew as we turn everything about our lives over to him. And he will come. And he says, you know, in, in scripture, that if a man in this world, a son comes to him or someone comes to him and asks for bread, will he give him a scorpion? If he asks for a loaf of bread, will he give him a rock? I may not be quite right, but it's close enough. And if God says, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, I'll give it to you. It's that simple. It's as simple as the plan of salvation. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. He promised us another comforter that the world cannot receive because it's spiritually discerned. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, this is your friend and evangelist, Reverend Vern Collier, coming to you again from Strike Fire Ministries. And yes, it is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. God wants to revive us more than we want revival. But we got to get on our knees and on our faces and pray seriously for God to move. We love you. You can go to my Facebook page, Strike Fire Ministries. Uh, hopefully we get this on this afternoon. Uh, and, and it will be called uh, the Holy Spirit or Lessons on the Holy Spirit. And this is just the beginning because there's going to be more to follow. We love you. God wants the best. We want the best for you.
You can also donate through PayPal on our Strike Fire webpage if you'd like to donate. I also will be going on radio, live radio, I believe, starting uh, April 1st, a uh, 15-minute segment starting Saturday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay? We love you. Take this, look it over, listen to it, think about it, pray about it, and see what the Lord would have you to do. God bless you. Go with God, and he will go with you. Amen.